Where do we belong? We're not wanted in Europe, we're not wanted in America, we're not wanted in Asia. If we don't love ourselves in Africa, it's, it's just like really mind-blowing, it's, it's so bad. Hundreds of thousands of Zimbabweans live in South Africa. Joseph Tefana is one of them. Zimbabwe was going through a crisis whereby there was no food on the shelves. Uh, inflation was really bad. There was, there was nothing like basic commodities and all that stuff. I mean, the, sh the sh shelves, shop, shops were like empty. There was no money on the ATMs and all that stuff. So it was really, really bad. It was 2008, and Joseph and his wife decided it was time to leave for a better future. Using illegal channels, the couple paid smugglers to enable them to make the trip to South Africa on a goods train. They were locked into a container on the train with about 50 other people. The heat was unbearable, and their first attempt nearly cost them their lives. We were delayed for almost an hour in the searing heat of Bridge, which is like 42 degrees Celsius out. Uh, outside, so then, yeah, women started to faint, and we were fanning them uh, using their tops. We started using our own tops, and we got so wet, and they were also getting so soggy wet with sweat. So it just happened, uh, coincidentally, that one of the railway men was actually checking the trucks and all that stuff. Then, then he heard us banging the doors and knocking and screaming and all that stuff. Then he untied uh, the doors of the of the goods train. Then we all jumped out, started to pull those people who fainted. They finally made it to the refugee camp in Messina, where they spent two weeks before being granted asylum. When the Zimbabwean exemption permit was introduced by the South African Home Affairs Minister in 2009, they jumped at it, and they've been in the country ever since. Joseph grabbed every opportunity that he could. He studied at the Cape Wine Academy, learning every aspect of the wine business. He became the head sommelier at one of the finest restaurants in Cape Town, where he worked for seven years. And in 2015, he started his own business, producing wines and bottling them under the label Mossy. Since, since I arrived in South Africa, I think I've done quite a lot for the economy uh, of South Africa. I did so, such a, like, quite a lot for South Africans in general. I did quite a lot for Zimbabweans, general, my family, uh, to say the least. If I want manpower, I always look for, I mean, for people who are quite close to me. I get people to go and to help, help me in the vineyards, mainly this, those guys who stand by the robots. Or any, I don't look at like nationality when I'm actually taking the casuals. But that's not the case for some South Africans who do make a point of identifying the nationality of foreigners and make it clear to them that they should return to their home countries. Operation Dadula, a movement that has garnered support across the country, is calling for the removal of all foreigners from South Africa. Its tentacles are spreading. Anti-foreigner sentiments are rising, and an explosion of xenophobic violence is potentially imminent. Protests against foreigners are getting more vociferous as the movement gathers power. Joseph has chosen to live in the suburbs of Cape Town, away from the potential of xenophobic attacks in the townships. In townships, that's where uh, all these things really sprouts and happening. So I decided to find somewhere where it's peaceful, uh, where it's secure, and also where I can actually be free to do whatever I want to do. You know, I can walk to the nearest uh, shopping center if I want to. You know, so um, yeah, that's what I, that, that was actually like my total decision, to be honest. But then again, 
N not everyone really in the townships is bad because you find out that these Zimbabweans are actually camping on other South Africans who are very uh, friendly, who are very kind. And they also don't want to see these Zimbabweans going purely because these guys are paying rent and they are surviving on that rent. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a situation of uh, an egg and a chicken, you know. So some, some really want us or Zimbabweans or illegal people to go back, some don't. Joseph wants to stay in South Africa and he's applied for a business permit as the December deadline for new permits looms. About 180,000 Zimbabweans on the Zimbabwean exemption permit have until the end of the year to migrate to other permits, but there are no guarantees. And until Joseph gets a business permit, if indeed he does, he must face other challenges. It's, it's quite worrisome, to be honest. I mean, running a business and skating on like really thin ice like that is very, very... It's, it's, it's like a hairiest moment or nerve-wracking in a way because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know. So um, I just wish that probably the government would come up with a plan uh, because it's really affecting us hugely, uh, me personally, because uh, last month I was actually involved in a fatal accident and my car was financed, luckily in insurance, then I was paid off. Now for me to go, I went to Ford recently, I wanted to buy another car getting financed. They said, we can't finance you because your payment is expired. So from now until until probably, they managed to give us um, another payment that's when I can actually be able to get another car. And my business really needs me to travel. And I need to carry my wines. It's, it's a whole lot more. Like, that's like a drop in an ocean. There's so many people out there being affected. And he believes it shouldn't be this way. We, we, we are Africans. We live in Africa, you know. So we should actually hold a, an African passport. So it it's really rips my heart apart when I see a an, an fellow African really trying to attack another, another African. It's so sad, but I think the government should be able to, to really smell the coffin and do something. Xenophobia was bad, I think, in 2008, 2009, thereabout. Like many people were affected. Uh, I wouldn't want to say I was lucky not to be affected, but then again, those people, some people lost their families and uh, their loved ones. Yes, I'm, I'm alive, but I've never also encountered such scenario. Recently, I've seen that Dula came to Cape Town. They, they, I listened to what they were saying, to be honest. They want to get rid of illegal foreigners, right? Uh, if they actually, like, really forging and, and trying to pass that to the government, pass that message to the government that illegal foreigners should leave, then fair enough, it has to be done in a proper possible manner without even killing or shooting or, or, or banning people because... We have one Zimbabwean who died recently, uh, I think last month from Blawayo. Uh, the guy was banned in, 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 was it Binon or somewhere else in Jobek? I think that's inhuman. I mean, uh, no one deserves to be, to die that, I mean, in that way, you know. It's, it's just not right. It's, it's just not right. He's talking about Elvis Anyati, a Zimbabwean man who was assaulted and burned to death in Dipslut in April. Where is then the spirit of Umundu? I mean, we all know that during the armed struggle, these guys were helping each other. They were lieutenants and comrades coming from South Africa, going to Zimbabwe, vice versa. So now, why are we turning um, our back on each other now? I don't understand. For now, Joseph has to play a waiting game, hopeful that despite all the challenges, he'll be granted a permit to stay in South Africa, the country that he once saw as the promised land. The story of Joseph Defana was produced by me, Catherine Rice. Audio recording by Alyosha Kolstock. Multimedia editors, Charlene Root and Nokutule Maniati. Editor-in-chief, Adrian Basson. Music by Epidemic Sound.